The problem with just be yourself is that... I'm a fucking loon. That's not going to work. Well, <laughs> <Or> that... <laughs> You're listening to Cocktails and Confessions. Yeah, I've been waiting to hear about this. So what was that, Wednesday? Did you go to the Attitude Awards? Yeah, it was Wednesday. I almost felt like a little bit like you were there in presence because you were like messaging me throughout. Like, well, I was, I think I was sat at home and then all of a sudden I looked in the newspaper and it was just like list after list of celebrities. Like normally they've got like some basic Z-listers, maybe with one someone who's a little <laughs> bit well known. And I was like, oh, they've had a right old glow up on the guest list this year, haven't they? Yeah, they've usually got like at least like one sort of big name who's maybe like performing. They usually have like a... Someone who they're giving like a cover to, and then yeah. Just, um, but yeah, like Christine and the Queens were there, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, our friend Nick just styled them. He did. He styled her rather for the for the cover. But um, yeah, like Cheryl was there. Cheryl was nice. We met Cheryl. How was she? Did you actually meet her one on one? Yeah, we did. Um, my our friend Nick was hell bent on getting a picture with her, so I was like, obviously, I want one as well. She was so nice, so nice. Um, which just makes it like even better when you're meeting someone do you know what I mean yeah, I'm curious did she have like gay friends around her or anything because I've never really known whether Cheryl's a particular ally of the gay community or not to be honest she was with some uh she was with some gay guy because that is who like <laughs> turned her around and got the pitch with us oh okay she was actually she's actually eating dessert when we disturbed her Cheryl Cole eats yes Cheryl oh Cole my eats. god that's Great. a headline <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so it was really fun it was really fun, as with always, there's always a little bit of gossip. Well, I was going to say, yeah, enough about the celebrity. Was there any do? <laughs> um, so what was really funny is with um, the Attitude Awards, do you remember when I went to the Attitude Pride Awards and I met that and I met that, I met that guy there and then we'd flirted and then basically what had happened was a few, week, a few days later, we then started chatting online again um, and then he came to a party that I was at. I feel like I need to give this like a bit of context. But basically, then we started flirting. I invited him over to um, a party that one of my friends was having over Pride weekend. Um, and I'd met him at the Pride Awards. He came over to this party. Um, we sort of like got together a little bit. And then like an hour later or something, I couldn't find him anywhere at the party. And then I opened one of the bedroom doors upstairs and he was like fucking one of my friends. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Good parties. <laughs> So anyway, obviously since then, I was just a bit like, oh, do you know what, like, we're, we're done, obviously. I can't I can't even, like, look at you in the same yeah. way after seeing that. Um, this, That's like a whole cesspit of bacteria you don't want to be sharing. Especially with this particular friend. That we yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he was there, but every, every time I've seen him since then, I've always been very nice, very polite. I'm always like, hi, I'm waving. <clears throat> and he's just always been a bit stush or reserved. I don't think maybe because I was then a bit, like, standoffish after that incident... Anyway, I see him there, whether I, like, go to the bathroom. As I come back from the bathroom, this is during the speeches and everything, and he's sitting in my seat. And I'm like, how have you somehow found my seat out of the whole venue? And then what makes it even worse is I was sitting on a table with, like, this other, this singer, and I thought maybe it was getting a bit flirty. As I come back to sit down, he's sitting in my seat and now flirting with this singer guy. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm like, is he trying to like get back? Mr. Like mug off Royale. <laughs> Honestly, I'm like trying to get back. Then he fucking ate my dessert. He sat at my seat. 
<laughs> he's like, yeah, fuck you, mate. Like, next he's going to come around your house and murder your family or something. <laughs> like, it seems to be a rising scale of how much he can fuck your night up. Just come and shit on my pillow. Yeah. <laughs> um, but was all, what was also funny was they sat me, of all of the people who they could have sat me next to, they sat me next to um, the first editor who I ever worked for um, of the Gay Times. Yeah. And... I remember he, uh, when I worked there, I had pitched cocktails and cocktail to him as kind of like a column style idea. And was this the one that went, oh, don't just be another Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah, yeah and it will never work. Yeah. yeah. Look at us now. <laughs> he was like, oh, nobody wants to hear about that Carrie Bradshaw bullshit. Yeah. Um, so then he comes over and he's immediately like, Oh, you do cocktails and cock talk. I love that blog. I was like, oh. Did you say? Yeah, I said, oh, I said, oh, I used to work for you. He couldn't remember, but he said, oh, was I awful? Which I thought was quite funny. And I said, yeah, you were a bit. Um, yeah, so then we just all like went to like this after party at some boy's flat. I didn't really know him, but then we just went back there for like a few drinks and stuff. And I was chatting to some guy on the balcony and... <laughs> I don't, everyone else had kind of gone, like they were inside and we were just chatting or whatever. And then he must have said about how I looked good. And then the moment was, I could just feel like the sexual tension. Mm-hmm. And then it like snapped and he just like grabbed me and started kissing me. Really? Mm. And Was it just a kiss? No, of course not. Oh. <laughs> um, I didn't get all dressed up for just a fucking kiss, bitch. Undressed up. For... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically then he just invited me back to his um fucked yeah <laughs> but the sex was amazing really yeah I, don't, I feel like one night stands i've i've not done loads and i mean actually that's a lot i've done a few probably compared to like my straight female friends mm. but um yeah very rarely is it good i think either yeah. i'm so hungover you're just like ugh, or it's just awkward or Beer goggles come off, and you're like, oh, yeah. Why did I bring this hard on? Is going to be a little bit more trying. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really good. I think we had sex like three or four times. I can't remember. Like, one night. Like, but by the time we got back to his, it was like half five in the morning, and then he had to be up at nine. Oh. Um, yeah. He's but... dedicated to the sex then, clearly. <laughs> well, he should have been. It was with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's fine, obviously. Then I just thought, okay, cool. Well, maybe we can have like a. A casual sexual relationship then because i have always wanted like a friend with benefits yeah just well, someone regular like yeah have, what's the most amount of time you've had sex with a man once other than a couple of boyfriends probably no more than two or three times to be honest literally never more than that <laughs> twice <laughs> you never come back from or, or i don't go back from or that is just generally how it works so i think they, i think people get bored quickly so in one well. night you basically had a relationship if you were having sex four times <laughs> i've had more sex with that guy last night than the person I've dated for like yeah. four weeks. <laughs> if you think about it, the more you have sex with someone, like it's like, again, why we want someone a bit more regular is because you can learn a little bit, you get more comfortable with them. Uh-huh. Did you yeah. find that the fourth shag, in your kind of mini mini marriage, <laughs> was the fourth shag particularly improved from the first? No, not really. But do you know what? The, the first two, like the first two, or three kind of just all blend into each other because they was they was when we got back yeah and the other one was in the morning oh um, morning sex oh no i know <laughs> they hate morning sex. Yeah. <laughs> it's just morning breath i'm like you want to be putting that nasty furry tongue all over my body i don't think so and it's like <laughs> drinking at a free bar like your body just feels like arid. yeah um 
but yeah, I do feel like they are uh, harried. People, people get people get bored quickly. Do you know what I mean? Especially that's why a lot of the time relationships work if you postpone the sex because they're still like interested in waiting for stuff. Yeah. Um. So obviously after this, I'm thinking, well, you know what? I'm not seeing like no Prince Charming vibes, but I'm thinking, well, I'll definitely go back for more. So then I'm thinking, oh, do I message him? Like, we'd sort of, we'd swap numbers and stuff. Kind of, he was the one who'd asked. Yeah. So I, I thought, okay, cool, he's down to, like, see each other again. Yeah. Then I'd messaged him, like, that night, being like, oh, how was your day? And then he didn't reply until, like, the following day. Right. So I thought, oh, okay, maybe he thinks I want a relationship. Yeah. So then I just, like, went straight back with, yeah, good, like, send nudes. <laughs> Did you say that? <laughs> I didn't say send nudes, but I just I just made a joke about it. He said, like, oh, I had fun. Like, I'd be down for round two. Was it three or four? And then he hasn't replied since then either. Oh, really? <laughs> See, talk, that, that was something I was thinking about, actually, earlier, about how <laughs> talking of first dates are, like, how you were... Uh, you know, like people always say, how soon afterwards do you text, etc. And all the straight in articles that we kind of have to glean what is relevant for kind of gay dating. Tell oh, us 100%. that, you know, text that night, etc. But I think there's an added complication in um, the gay world in the fact that we've obviously all grown up feeling a little bit out of sorts. So sometimes texting that night or being too eager when someone's own self-esteem might be a little bit low. And someone shows that they like them that much, it almost makes them think, oh, no, maybe I don't like you because I don't think high of myself and this is what you think of me. And I think that's quite, that kind of stuff is so difficult to navigate because... That is so And true. also, it's that not like so we've got true. men and women, you've got a man and a man that are taking yeah. aspects of both. And it's just like, oh, do I text you or not? But do you know what I think? If you text somebody too soon and it puts them off you, then could you imagine, like, get rid of them? Because could you imagine, I could imagine nothing more stressful than having to play hard to get for the rest of my life, like literally. You Especially might as well go and someone get you're not even that into. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that as well. Oh, you just don't really like, don't really like him, yeah. <laughs> no, but you're so true in what you're saying. Like we only have really like straight guides or like yeah. any articles or anything that are always designed for heterosexual people. Exactly. Like, oh, this is what women want. This is not what men want. And we're like, oh, okay. And I do feel like gender is is fluid way it, more fluid in our community yeah, yeah and even like if you don't identify as like gender fluid or anything i think there are obviously way more elements of like femininity in us it's way much more of a mix of masculinity and femininity absolutely so like it's and nobody wants to be defined as the man or the woman because you're both men which just makes again makes it all more complicated yeah for sure uh, but you had a date this week, didn't you? Yeah, and actually a first date. I kind of almost feel like we've got like a little bit of a theme coming here of like talking <laughs> about first dates and things. Um, so yeah, I went on a first date. Um, actually, believe it or not, the first one, I don't know if you remember a little while ago when we, when we, I probably was rather more awkward on my first podcast I did with you and I'd been on, I can't even remember, I think I'd gone on three dates in a week. Sucked right. the life out of me. I have not been on a date since. <laughs> um, but I did go on on Friday, purposely, for this. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it went really well. Um, he was a Polish guy, although he's moved over here when he was 12. It's quite interesting. He had, like, quite a... Where he's obviously grown up in a Polish family, he had quite a, an accent, but his English is perfect. Like, he got all, like, the colloquialisms and stuff, which I quite enjoyed. Um, but, yeah, it was nice. We went... Um, we went on a date. He actually ran. He was like, should we just meet up and have a smoke? Obviously, you know, I haven't touched weed in ages. Yeah. But I was just like, yeah, whatever, let's do it. And it's so... A weed date. Yeah, so we met in Waterloo. I was like, I'll just meet in Waterloo. That'll be cool. 
Waterloo is like the most packed place on a Friday night. So that was a silly idea. Wait, what were you doing? Were you just like meeting up to just smoke outside not at his house or anything? Well, no, we couldn't because I'd, well, I weren't going all the way up to where he lives. And also I'm getting my house decorated at the moment. Yeah. So I was like, just go to a restaurant. I was going to go to that board game place that we went years ago. <laughs> oh, my God, that would have been fun. Yeah, but it was fully booked. Oh, so we just went for a walk before we, we were going to go and eat something. But he was like, oh, let's go down onto the Thames because the tide was out. So I was like, yeah, all right then. I've worn like my new Yeezy trainers trying to like, make a good impression. <laughs> and he's like walking me down the Thames where all the water's like soaking all the sand it was literally like quicksand i'm like panicking because i probably shouldn't have bought these expensive trainers in the first place so i'm like a princess then we sit underneath like this pier thing and i'm telling you the heavens opened like and i don't know what mother nature's doing because there's a load of her climate change protesters camping and you think she'd give them some nice weather but anyway it was monsoon weather <laughs> and we were stuck under this pier trapped for about That's, half an hour. <laughs> kind of cute now, though. Yeah, it was kind of cool, but you just didn't really know what to do. And where it was quite a thin pier, we're still getting lashed by like rain on either side. And I'm just thinking, do you know what? I'm not going to look attractive after this. Um, but yeah, no, it was really, really nice. Laughed a lot, quite chilled. Um, it reminds me a bit of Victor Crumb out of um, Harry Potter. Like, it was quite like a strong jaw. Like, it was quite, quite a nice look. But one thing I realised, like, now you know what I'm like, I, I can get a bit awkward with things. Like, obviously, not with you. Um, but on dates, I do get quite awkward. And yeah. something I've noticed recently is a lot of, a few dates I've been on, people will almost like call it out, but almost sometimes in a bit of a derogatory way. Yeah. Now, I'm when I go on a date, I probably have been the same in the past, but I'm well aware that, you know, I'm not always going to see someone at their best in the first kind of half an hour, and sometimes not even the first date. Mm. Um, I think what I liked about him is he picked up on the awkwardness. Like he asked me if I was like ADD or something because I was like moving about at the time. <laughs> and I just made a joke about it. I was like, not really, but I'm sat I'm like, do I hold my hands here? Do I sit like this? Do I sit like this? And it was just a bit of a joke. And he really... Um, was just cool with it and normally when I go out if I'm acting a bit awkward and they pick up on it and they act a bit funnier it puts me off and it makes the rest of the date a bit worse but he yeah. was so fine with it I kind of relaxed and it's actually made me realise I think probably something I would find most attractive in a man is somebody that is actually okay with that kind of awkwardness I think so much in the past I've tried to hide that awkwardness or maybe you pretend you're a bit more confident than you are and I'm like, that, that could potentially be where you're going wrong because really what you want is somebody that's actually... It's just oh, going to yeah. accept you yeah. for that anyway, yeah. Well, they're just as awkward as two and we can walk around like a pair of loons or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so that's perfect. But, but yeah, no... You want someone that's just going to like, <clears throat> you know, make you feel at ease anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're just someone that's going to make you feel your best. Yeah, exactly. But he sounds cute. Yeah, no, he's cute. We'll see what happens. He's was been it, texting me just since. a date, yeah? Yeah, it was just a date. He didn't no, kiss like, or nothing like that. No, you know no, what I'm like, nah, nah, not if, if I'm a... <laughs> Yeah, no, who knows what's going to happen. Like, like, oh, with all of that rain, we were wet already. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was literally slipping around. Um, weirdly, though, you know, when I was cringing yesterday, I know it's not, it's not major, but I don't, I don't really like particularly showing vulnerability to a guy. I know you have to when you date. But when we were drunk last night, he sent me some stupid text and I put the most cringe 17-year-old line ever. I put something like, lol, at least you've got a pretty face. And I looked at it this morning and I was just like, I just sound like some 15-year-old boy trying to flirt with a girl. Like He's been fine and texted me since. But, well, I haven't dated so long. I forgot about this, like, you question your, your moves and shit. After. Don't get me wrong, I'm not in love with him or nothing. But No, but still. Yours is still better than mine, though. I feel like being like, oh, at least you've got a pretty face. I would expect a guy to say that to me. I wouldn't feel like that was cringe. Yeah. But for somebody to be like, oh, I'm ready for round two. Or is it three or four? <laughs> I suppose, not really. Well, that's just, that's just yeah, offering yourself on a platter, isn't it? <laughs> but this is where I go wrong, because it's like... Am I being too forward or just not forward enough? I well, don't know. I don't think it really matters because you don't fancy him. So who gives a shit? If he says no, there's better out there. But also, I don't think he's going to say no, is he? Who has the balls to say no these days? They'll just ignore you. Yeah. 
that's that that happens a lot I think because it's just I've probably done it myself like it is awkward to say sorry I'm just not that interested and you don't do that oh, you know I've only met you once it's not you it's me yeah <laughs> like, or just like I just got more of like a friendship vibe talking of getting pied though or people ignoring you I, th- I think we've discussed this probably personally quite a bit ourselves I think the best thing a gay man can do and I'm not, I'm not saying all gay men because they're not all we don't all have kind of insecurities but I think the f- one of the best lessons you can learn as a gay man is to not give a shit about rejection. Like, oh my God, for sure. When you finally accept, like, like so long I've done dating and you like, you might meet someone who who likes hairy guys, so you let your hair grow. Then I meet someone like smooth guys and you shave off. And I was constantly trying to be this person that was like, you know, a man for everyone and ended up just being a man for nobody. Yeah. Because any slight rejection you get is the one that you concentrate on. And I think with a gay man, it's such an important, or everyone in general, really, it's such an important point to get yourself to not being scared of rejection. Like our kind of, our straight brothers, you know, we all we all see our straight brothers, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them have no qualms going up to a girl, starting a conversation. Yeah. I don't have a single gay friend that would do that. Um, so how do we move past that? Because obviously the fear of rejection is something I suffer with as well. I yeah, hate for approaching sure. men. But do you know what? Recently, I've been having like a confidence resurgence a bit. Yeah. I love it when that happens, when you have like a little, like yeah. a few months and you have so like a confident period. Um, a few months, mine needs to last about three days, but still, I enjoy <laughs> them. But yeah, I'm just trying to just be like, do you know what? I just don't give a fuck anymore. And obviously, the less of a fuck you give, yeah. the more confident you are, and the more confident you are, the more attractive you're going to be. I wonder if, like, it's, I wonder if actually doing something knowing you're going to get rejected and putting yourself into a situation knowing it's coming because maybe the expectation of it is you're prepared for it so like mm. go up to the hottest guy <laughs> in the bar and chat him up knowing you're going to get rejected and get okay with it i'd never do it but <laughs> and takes you home when you've got all of the confidence in the world well there you go yeah and like you're just living life forevermore. <laughs> i do think a good thing to do with that is to i know it's easier said than done but to just to try and remove the pressure from it so if you tell yourself, oh, I'm just going to meet this person just to get to know them, like, there's no, oh, my God, like, yeah. putting pressure on yourself to meet someone and to settle down and all of that stuff. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think as well, taking that pressure away and also giving them allowances yourself, like taking the pressure off judging them. Because yeah. so many times in dates I've got there and they've turned up and I'm like, oh, the shoes are dirty, like, you're, you, you talk a bit weird and all these things. But... All I've done by doing that is then put into my head that they're probably doing the same to me. Yeah. Whereas if you meet up and don't judge them, you can just kind of relax and kind yeah. of go with the flow. And also everyone can be a friend. Yeah. Like I think as well, if you practice, if you practice, like just firstly practice flirting with everyone, like mm. even people that you're not attracted to, because that yeah. helps take the pressure off the element of flirting. That helps you. Oh, really? <laughs> 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 Bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they. Uh, I just feel it takes the, like the, the scary element out of it if you yeah. don't fancy someone because then it's not really seen as much as flirting. That's true, actually. I flirt with all your straight brothers and brothers. I don't mean your actual brother, obviously. <laughs> but this is part of the problem with when you're dating and like people get nervous <laughs> and everyone's just like, just be yourself, just be yourself. The problem with just be yourself is that I'm a fucking loon. That's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that. <laughs> but also, the fact is, people don't act the same with their boyfriend as they do with their friends. And when when you say something, I'll just be yourself, a lot of the time you think, oh, I'll just be myself. I'll just act how I am with my friends because all of my friends and all of my family or whatever love me. Mm-hmm. But when you're initially, especially when you first get with a guy and you first start dating a guy, 
you're, you're, you don't act the same as you do with your friends, which is why you're having sex with this guy and not having sex with your friends. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There has to be that element of flirtation there. Yeah. For it to for you to have a spark or for you to have chemistry. Yeah. Um. See, so yeah, I think a good way to do that is just to like flirt with some ugly people. Um. But also just talk to everyone. Absolutely. I've I've I read books on it years ago. It's a lot about um gay dating um and stuff like that and. One of the tips was in it, just start making eye contact. Like, I think me and you have spoken before, we both yeah. sometimes don't like making eye contact, especially on a date. Like, on a date now, I will not sit at a little table with a man opposite me. I always have to have a four-one where we're a bit diagonal because it's too intense. They do say that's better anyway because then it's less like an interview. Yeah, and also if you're just face-on, you're like, oh, my God, have I plucked my eyebrows or what? Like, do I have, like, a bogey hanging out my nose or spinach <laughs> in my teeth? Do you oh, know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That is the worst one. Um, what I want to know is, though, how do you maintain the eye contact if the date is in a dark room? Oh, it's not the same. You're looking at a different eye, my love. <laughs> <laughs> and there's only one. <laughs> so uh, what, about, what about deal breakers then? First date deal breakers. What as in things that are going to put me off? Or... Yeah. So I was thinking about this a little bit earlier, actually. Um, one thing that really puts me off, and it's probably quite bad, is I've, I've spoken to you before about I've got personality type that sees patterns. Now, if I was on a date with someone and they do something that slightly reminds me of maybe an ex or someone I haven't yeah. had a, um, a good time with, I almost put these horns on them and everything they do feeds in this to this image I have a little bit. So that's quite a, if I see something that reminds me, yeah, like of an ex or something, then I'll be just like, no, and it puts me off straight away. Mm-hmm. Talking about themselves all the time. Um, and Talking about their ex. Like, get to fuck with that one. It's an, do you know what? I think it depends on the way. Sometimes I quite like I'm talking about their exes because you can get a bit of insight into, what, one, what, what went wrong, and two, whether they're still into them. Now, you know I had that date that I spoke about before where he went on about his ex the whole time, and I was just like, are you serious? But that's what I mean. If they're talking about their ex, and I feel like their ex is obviously still on their mind. Yeah. Well, I said to him at the end of it, I said, I think you need to go and get on over your ex before you carry on dating. Oh, you turned the date into a counselling session. Yeah, that was that one. I mean, he was on the best the best person for it, but yeah. I've done that before for a grinder mate. It turned up and I felt like he was like almost like about to cry. Yeah. Because he was so like heartbroken about his ex. Oh, so I literally just like sat down, gave him a therapy lesson, and then just took the spliff out the ashtray as payment when I left. Well, the thing is, you've got, you get in those situations and you can think that somebody here that's like, obviously, we've all been through a heartbreak or some kind of sadness where we know how raw you feel. So you think, I can't just tell you to fuck off. So I, I might as well just do what I can, give you as much advice as I can possibly do. Yeah. And that's fine. One thing that also I think is a bit of a, a recognition of someone who's maybe not over, over there ex or is a bit tender that puts me off is when they moan about gay men and the gay scene in particular and how it affects them gay men do this and gay men do that and i just think oh my god you're so warped all gay men are different it's obviously just the types of gay men you're going over to and that's your fault that you're picking the wrong type it's not like all gay men just want sex all gay men just want this like that 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 will tend to put me off someone because i think you've is this internalised homophobia? Because I don't really want to be dealing with that. The thing is, I understand <sighs> to a certain extent because dating is tiring. It's fucking exhausting. It's for straight people. Dating? Yeah, I know it's a little bit more complicated for us, but that's not because of how gay men are. That's just because most gay men have grown up without learning how to date. Yeah, but I just mean like, it's probably the same with straight people as well, to be fair. Do you know what I mean? But just when you're when we're using things like grinder and it is like quite over sexualized and you're on Instagram mm. and like everyone's got OnlyFans and all of that stuff. 
I get how you can just be like, not oh. us. Huh? We uh, don't. Not yet. Yeah, I <laughs> Join one? <laughs> no, I mean, what can I do when it paint pictures and show what they do? <laughs> yeah, I just think, you know, I get, I get how they can have frustrations with it. But surely everyone gets frustrated with it. And I just wouldn't yeah. sit on a date and bitch about that. And just don't try your best not to really moan. About anything. About anything. The only moaning you should be doing is if you go In to the your bedroom. fucking bedroom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a first date, so like, keep it lighthearted, yeah. generally. Um, being a massive seshed is another one when they start talking yeah. about... I had a, a date the other day, and um, not the other day, it's more so than the other day, and he told me his nickname was Sesh. <sighs> And I thought, considering when we used to go out raving, mine was Swan. I can't imagine Sesh and Swan really gelling, can you? Oh, my. God, I know, because all so my mates funny. called me the Sesh. I was just like, oh, that's cool. Do you know I'm what? Not... Since we've stopped going out raving, things like that really put me off as well. Yeah. And obviously, I don't want that to be like, hypocritical or anything. But at the end of the day, it just comes down to the type of person that you want to date. Yeah. And I wouldn't have wanted to date someone who was like me back then. But so, do you remember back then, if we'd met someone, they're like, oh, no, I don't take drugs. I mean, drink. We'd have been we'd like, been like oh. oh. Whereas now, I'd be like, marry me. Like, this is kind of... Now um, we're like, no H and H yeah. on the profile. Oh. <laughs> no H and H of your life. Fuck that. Um, um, well, what was funny was I um, had like met this guy like a couple of weeks ago and we had just had like a little flirt or whatever at this brunch thing. Then I just bumped into him randomly at this uh, gay quiz night a couple of weeks ago. And I thought, do you know what? I thought he's a little bit geeky. He's a little bit this, but I thought I haven't had sex in a few months. Like I could, I could have sex with him. And I've like gone over to say hello and everything. And as I've gone to hug him, I just got this big waft of methadrone. Oh gosh! I know, and I was just like, oh, it just put me off instantly. Yeah, yeah that's instantly, just not cute. Yeah. I, I'll do meth. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do But I've been smelling it a lot lately. I've been wondering if there's been like a resurgence. Or so uh, there's a, there's aftershave that does smell like it because it's Paul yeah, Smith it. something or other, and it's in like a little brown bottle with a tube. I remember um, Paris gave it to me ages ago. And you smell it, and it literally smells like clubbing back in and like it, 10, it 10 years ago. smells of meth, and Ugh. I think it's like a, a Saint Laurent one or something like that. And that one really smells a bit too, so whatever they do. <laughs> so I was thinking as well, talking about, um, it's just coming to me here as I'm making a few notes, worst, funny worst date stories, have you got any? Like, oh, I've got hundreds. I've got a couple of disasters I've just jotted down here. <laughs> One's actually not a first date, but yeah, I'll throw that over to you because I actually remember when you... Back when, again, we were at uni and Cocktails and Cocktail had just grown from being an idea in, like, our front room, your front room. Um, some quite funny first date stories. So I feel like this is a good question for you. Um, I mean, the absolute worst one that I had wasn't wasn't even that funny. It was just really bad etiquette. Yeah. And it was so bad. That was um, this guy who had just approached me in a bar and he was so attractive. I was literally like... Is Who, he, me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, is he, is he talking to me? Like, I think he even winked at me or something. I was like, looking behind my shoulders. Yeah. That's how it is in my head anyway. I literally been like, oh, fly's just gone in his eye. <laughs> <laughs> that is honestly how I felt. But he was so gorgeous. And then the facade all just quickly disappeared. And he come to pick me up. And he was already like two, three hours late to pick me up. Wow. Even then he didn't park outside my house. He was like, I'm here. And like, dropped a pin. And it was like a 10 minute walk away and I was I think I was only 18 at the time I had on like little pointed shoes and a crisp white shirt oh. that I'd been sitting was crisp before I'd been sitting in it for two hours <laughs> um, and yeah I was really like all like 
<clears throat> and we just got in the car and he just bled this house music. Like, we couldn't talk. And even then, when he picked me up, and he was like, he wasn't ready. So he then took me, drove me, picked me up, drove me to his house to get ready and then drove us to the bar. He wanted a fuck. I would have fucked him. So did that not why he drove you back to kind of like get you in his house? No, or? he didn't even like offer me a drink, like not even a water. He genuinely took you to your house to watch him get ready. He sat on the floor and straightened every single hair on his head about twice. You don't... That takes away the whole allure. Yeah. Oh my God, what an idiot. But how old was he? <laughs> I know, I'm getting it off of... It's like Miranda. The allure. <laughs> I think he was... He was just around my age. I don't know if he was a couple of years old or a couple of years younger. Um... And then it just continually went on like that. Like, he took me to a bar where his ex worked and then stood talking to his ex with his back to me. Oh, God. And then we left there and went to... This is when GAY Astoria was still open. And we went to Astoria and the entry was £2. And after spending, like, the whole night talking about how he has this property and that property and this sports car, his card then got declined. And I was just... I wouldn't really care about things like that. I was like, that's fine, I'll pay for you. Yeah. But then if you're not bigging yourself up to begin with. That's what I mean. It was embarrassing for him because yeah. he'd done all of that illusion before. Yeah. But then when we got inside, he wouldn't even take a drink off me. And <clears> I just thought, oh, for fuck's sake, just let me buy you a fucking drink. I'd rather me pay and you yeah. be on the same level as me. But yeah, that was just an awkward, awful day. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds quite awkward. Um, what about you? So I'm going to give you two. I'm going to touch on one, which is my <laughs> worst, day, worst first date. But I have actually got... Um, a worst kind of date that's a bit more funnier. So, um, worst one I ever had. I've met this guy um, in XXL. I'd gone on a night out with um, you and one of my cousin. My cousin actually. Do you remember that? And had um, met this guy who was many moons ago. I and I'd met this guy who come across like you know, like an white guy, fairly together. Like he was quite, you know, I'm not about this whole masculine, feminine thing, but you know, he was quite m- manly. Um, yeah, kissed him. Ever got his number and went up to. Um, met up with him to go on a date. So I've met him in Kensington. He's like, oh, we're going to go to the Mandarin Oriental. Now, you know what I'm like? I'm not really into all these big lardy da places for a first date, but I thought, let's go anyway. I turned up and he's there in um, like gold lame trousers, skin tight. Lamey trousers. Is that it? Lamey. Lamey. Um, I don't really know, but you know, like, like shiny and um, almost like PVC. Lame. Is that what it's? Yeah, lame, basically lame. And then a big, like, it was clearly an antique fur coat. And I was just like, okay, well, this is a bit embarrassing that I'm going into the hotel. Not embarrassing, because you know what I'm like with you? If you're like, I want to wear something a bit crazy, I'm your first person to be like, yes, go on, yeah, do it. But it was yeah. just such a stark difference from what he was like before. What presented to you, yeah. And then we go in there, and this event, some press event. So it's some, I'm on tables with a load of other journalists about some holiday that's being released. But this obviously particular type of, PR company, all the journalists are like these kind of old rich women that live in Chelsea and it's a bit on the side. So literally the whole night was spent with me with this person in his lame trousers, chatting to all the old women. Every single time we go on a corner, he's trying wait. to... So what was the event? It was some like press event for like a oh. holiday launch. So it was a free dinner that he hadn't paid for or anything like that. Not. Oh know, my I'll... God, that's so embarrassing. They like invite you for a free dinner and then just talk down your ear about like timeshares or something just so you can get a free dinner oh no this was yeah no this was to actually write about they they i think it was like the greek tourist board or something like that but did you actually have to listen to a speech 
a bit of it. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was more the having to talk to all these other people that was a bit annoying. And honestly, every single time we would walk somewhere, he's like trying to pash out with me in this bloody really posh hotel oh, with all old ladies God. coming around the corner and shit. And I'm just like, oh my God, I don't think you've really thought this through. I should have been able to tell that from the choice of outfit for the Mandarin Oriental, really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a bit of like a real life catfish. Funniest date. It wasn't actually a first date. I think it was like a fourth date. I'd met this guy. Um, we've been on a couple of dates over here and I'd gone on a holiday and he was out there as well with a few of his mates and um, we met up a couple of times on the holiday and got along quite well and I think on like the third or fourth day he was like oh do you want to come out for um, dinner with me and my mates like and mm -hmm. wouldn't normally meet someone you're dating friends on the fourth thing but because we're all on holiday I was like yeah okay I went along to it so I've turned up and there's about five of his friends friends there yeah and he's How from. You had sex with so he, well, it's not quite that bad, but he's from, um, like, someone from, you know, where I'm from, like, Northwest London. He's from yeah. a similar neck of the woods, right? So I sit down. The first friend that comes in is when I was 16, me and this guy snogged, and I remember he was leaving to go to uni. And I was only 16, and I confessed my undying love for him the day before and hadn't seen him since. And he oh, said, obviously, I'm an old, old, much older man now. So it was a long time ago, but he's like, oh, hi. The next one comes in, right? And this is when I was younger, like, don't get me wrong, I weren't no ripper or anything, but when I lived, at, I met left home at 18, but in, before then, sometimes there was a couple of boys that were just. Like, not relationships, maybe like just learning stuff with. He would climb in through my bedroom window, and like, we'd have sex, oh, and they'd go. So Dawson's crazy. So the second person, this dude, that used to climb oh, it regularly, God. climb in my mum's bedroom window. Yeah, <laughs> and then the third one, somebody, his other mate was someone who I'd been on a date with in the same country. <laughs> that we were currently in and I was going to meet with them so I had to sit with him wait hold on when, what the same year that no 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 this was a couple year. about two years before but I just happened to be in that country okay. yeah and had gone on a, a, a little date with this guy um, and had known this guy for a while so it was like I'm sat at this table with obviously I'd only had sex with one but I had a little bit of history with every single person that and I'm dating their friend so and there's two other people yeah I was more oh, I was like man. and you know I'm not really a slag like this is going across like 16 odd years or whatever um <laughs> that is so awkward what did you do I just had to own it and laugh it call it out and just be like oh yep yeah, no you no you bit awkward isn't it Scott thanks for bringing me <laughs> But it was also the fact I did know them all, and they were all quite polite people. Um, just meant it was kind of, yeah, it was all right. It wasn't too bad, but can you imagine, like, my first instant? Because I didn't, hadn't gone with my friends, yeah. Oh my God, how like, how did the evening pan out? It was fine, right? You no, know, it was absolutely fine because. And what happened with you and the guy? History. Um, we come back, he wanted to meet up a few times. You know what I'm like, I've not really been particularly ready today. And you just. I've probably flaked one too many times and he thought I was a time waster in the end. Same old. <laughs> <laughs> but does, does he live in London now? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. we're still mates. We text once in a while and stuff like that. Like, I don't think he really had any problem with it. From, I think it's something you kind of have to accept. I've, me and you have spoken about this. Like for so long we were like, oh, he's been with that person. So I wouldn't get with him. And I think really the gay community is so small. You have to kind of, as long as you get in, whoever you're getting with is not causing anyone pain or at least anybody that you have care for pain, then I think sometimes you just got to kind of, I mean, how yeah. many people have we well, in hindsight realised that we've kind of both got with and stuff like that? I think oh it God, just yeah. comes with, it's the same as being in a small community. Yeah, <clears throat> for sure. Yeah, I think as well it depends on who they've got with. Yeah. Because... Um, if it's just everyone, is then it's everyone, probably, then I've got a lot to live up to and I'd probably rather not with that stress. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you don't feel it's special anymore, do you? If they've, like, 
even people who have OnlyFans, I've watched people who have OnlyFans and I've been like, oh my god, he, I fancy him so much. And then once I've seen him post with like four or five people who I also know, I'll be like, oh, I've, I've kind of lost my interest in you a bit. Yeah, I've, I've, I mean, I try not to because I'm always someone of, of like, do, if you've got urges sexually, as long as you're not hurting anyone or causing any danger, go and do it. Because what you don't want to do is when you get older and maybe you're not as conventionally beautiful, not do it then. But there are people, you do tend to find there are people that are very happy with their sexuality. They want to do loads. And then there's people that are a little bit more exclusive. And it just, those two don't mix too well. Yeah. Although I feel like we definitely couldn't call ourselves one or the other, really, could we? No. <laughs> definitely not slags, but I don't think I don't, we've been I angels. I agree with you. Like, <clears throat> go and do what you want to do sexually. And I'm obviously not... Uh, yeah, not somebody that's slamming that at all. I would love to be out fucking every weekend, but um, I'm not. <laughs> no, so because no, we're not, just... we'll refuse to go near those that do. <laughs> no, but the thing is, I I don't mind if um somebody has slept with like quite a few people. I just don't want to know about it. That's all. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's just easier to steer away from one. It could be insecurities as well, but two, you know, in. In some someone's sex might be the main thing, and if it comes across like someone's, you know, you know, there's people that say, "Oh, I get in a bad mood unless I have sex." I just couldn't be dealing with that. Do you know what I mean? I, I could go for three months without sex, and I'd be all right. I'd be horny, but do you know what I mean? I'm going to be having a go at people. Do you know what I mean? I go, I get in a bad mood if I don't have a joint, but not like if I don't have a shag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, slightly off subject a little bit, but we were, when we were going back to talking about that, you know, the awkwardness on dates yeah. and it was something I wanted to ask then yeah. if you don't mind me bringing it up now yeah. is short versus long date because a problem I keep getting I say keep getting I haven't been on a date in ages but one of the biggest reasons I stopped going on dates is that them lasting too long and it's very awkward to kind of get away and then they're getting another drink and then even if I like them I don't really want to sit there for four or five hours with somebody who I've just met like yeah. what are your thoughts on that? I think first dates always try and keep quite short because you want to leave uh -huh. them wanting more Give them just enough. Mm. Obviously, if you end up hitting it off with someone, then you just over on the day. Obviously, you can always do that thing where you just say, "Oh, I can meet you for like an hour, but then I have to go and I have to do this." Yeah. But then it just puts a time limit on it anyway, regardless mm -hmm. of whether you like them or not. Yeah. It's also a good way to stop you sleeping with someone if you really like them. Yeah. Or you do like a late night date, so you meet at like ten, and then you have to leave at like eleven to catch the last train. Yeah. Or you end up with going to a fucking club with them and ruining it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then they leave with someone else then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, keeping it short saves you a bit of money. <laughs> because in this day and world where, you know, you do have to go on quite a few dates, especially as with less and less we're meeting people in real life where you don't probably build that bond as much. You have to go on more. Dating can become quite expensive, I think, especially because we're not women. Do you know what I mean? Men aren't just paying for us. I mean, oh, once God. in a while they do, and I'm like, y'all feel free. Yeah. But I'll be like, are you sure? I will go, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, don't even have your wallet on you. Yeah. Like, are you sure? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but who does pay? Who does pay? Like, it's, I always <clears throat> just sort of judge the situation. If I'm on a date and I think that they may like me more than I like them, I'll often try and pay for the whole thing because I know that I'm probably not really interested in anything more than friendship with them. And then so you could pay for a date if you weren't intending on seeing them again. I did so if they were really pleasant, really lovely, and I felt they were quite into me, and I wasn't really into them. I think out of just feeling a little bit 
even though it's not because everybody doesn't like other people, I just think through my own feelings, I yeah. probably, if I could afford it, I pro just probably would just say here. Yeah. Well, it depends how much it was. If it's a 120 pound bill, then they can go and get fucked. We're definitely going <laughs> half. But you know, if it's like we've done a Byron, and I do think for a first date, keep it to like a Nando's or Byron. If these people are wanting to take me to these big posh bars, I start to think, what picture are you trying to portray? Like, let's just keep it cheap. You don't know if I'm going to be the love of your life. Yeah, but if they, if that, it depends on how like wealthy they are and what they do. Do you know what I mean? If they can afford to do that, and they're doing that with everyone they take on a date, then yeah, don't exclude me. Buy me an expensive meal. Oh, see, I wouldn't. I'd rather wait until like a second um, date or something first. I think I would prefer to wait because I just think there's, it adds more pressure to it when you're in somewhere fancy. Yeah. And imagine then they take you to Nobu and they're like, can we have your off now? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on that note, should we move on to our little game of the week? I think we should, yeah. yeah. I'm, quite, I'm nervous but excited. <laughs> So this week we're going to do something that we haven't done before, which should be fun. We're going to do a prank call on one of my friends. So a little bit of a backstory behind this is my friend Christina. Uh, she's running for the marathon and everything at the moment. She's been with her, with her boyfriend for five years and he booked this, um, what was supposed to be a really nice hotel for their five-year anniversary. A worst hotel <laughs> experience ever, according to Christina. She was fuming about this. She sent them a big email with like 12 points on it about what she was complaining about and everything. So Darren is going to pretend to be someone from the hotel. Yeah, it's going to be very hard keeping a straight face. I feel laughter coming out of me already, but I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best to hold my laughter in. I might even like just back away from... <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, hi. Is that um, Miss Christina Kemp there, please? It is, yeah. Oh, hi there. My name's Julian. I'm calling from the... Um, ...about your stay with us on the 14th of September and subsequent complaint. Oh, OK. Yeah, I was just going to say... Yeah. Um, we received your complaint and I believe you've had um, some compensation sent over. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, so we've actually done some further investigation and we've had a few... Um, further developments. Um, so just to confirm, did you pay for one full night um, for you and a Mr. Jack Sherratt? Is that correct? Yeah, that's what he, yeah, he paid it for me. Uh, excellent. So we've actually looked into this and our CCTV is actually showing that um, more than one person um, was actually staying in the room with you and your kind of your part, your supposed partner of five years. Um, it's also not completely clear, but there's also um, CCTV footage that there was a fourth man as well that interacted um, with you at the property as well. Um, are you, you you're aware of that? And also, um, well, also as well, I don't want to speculate as to what happened, but the bed was heavily, heavily broken afterwards. Um, I'm not sure if you thought, you know, we were a different kind of hotel, but we actually aren't going to be able to provide that compensation for the extra person in your room for the night.
I don't know, salvage somewhat what we paid, which is the reason why he came round. I'm sorry, what's a fire fire stick? Is that maybe what broke the bed? An Amazon, no, an Amazon fire stick is what you put in the TV, which allows you to access Netflix, BBC4, all of the things that you couldn't provide. So CCTV of four men is absolutely ridiculous because it's only been me and my partner. And my, my friend that came... He was probably in the room no longer than about 10 minutes. So, absolutely not. So, who do I need to speak to? Because this I'm afraid, is absolutely ridiculous. I'm afraid, actually, it does show that you left in the morning. And I do wonder, with oh, with, with three oh, men in your hotel room, why do you need the TV? I am absolutely furious. I'm going to need that CCTV. No, no, of course. But why would you need the TV if you've got three men to occupy yourself in your room? Oh, my God. How rude are you is this true is, are you actually winding me up or is this actually someone called <laughs> hi chris <laughs> <laughs> Annalise, oh christine you're on the podcast <laughs> she was a good sport there i wanted to carry on but i'm getting a little bit nervous and she got angry did you or not <laughs> i think i need to uh, grow my balls a bit each with each one that we do um Oh my god, I knew she was going to be so angry. She wasn't even going to think about the logistics of it all. <laughs> no, not at all. And obviously, guys, let us know what you think of that and anything we do. As, as we kind of go along, we want to hear what you kind of love the best, etc. We do. And you know what? On that note, me and Swan are going to say goodbye. Yep. And we will see you next week. See you later. Bye. Thank you all for listening. And if you want to follow us on socials, we're at Cocktails Confessions and at Cocktails Cock Talk. I'm at Shalai Slays and he's at Swan Swagger. And I just want to say a quick thank you to our patrons, Sean Smith, Rick Morgan, hey Rick, Victor Martinez, Peter Gold and Adam Anderson. And if you want to support us on Patreon as well, where you'll get extra episodes of the podcast and other shit like that, We're Cocktails and Cock Talk on Patreon.